Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm gonna continue doing the series that I started yesterday where I go through each NFL division and I break down the teams and every fantasy relevant player. And so yesterday I did the AFC East and today we're gonna be moving on to the AFC West. If you guys are watching this video and you enjoy the content, please leave a like and subscribe. That really helps the channel out a lot. And also make sure you let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. I'll make sure to get back to you. But let's get into it. The first team we're gonna talk about, it's gotta be the Kansas City Chiefs. And you have to start off with Patrick Mahomes. He's the consensus QB1 for fantasy, and that's exactly where I have him. He gives you a really solid ceiling with his explosive play style, while also being a top quarterback for three years. So you have the other top quarterbacks like Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, both of those guys could easily finish as the number one quarterback, but I'm just going to rely on the guy who I've seen do it for three years, as opposed to Josh Allen and Kyler Murray, who really had their huge year last year. But I feel confident in all those top quarterbacks producing, but Mahomes has just got to be number one. But even though he is my quarterback number one, I really don't think I'm going to be targeting him this year, because I think there's a lot of value at quarterback later in the draft. I don't really want to be spending a third round pick on a quarterback where you can be getting guys like Justin Herbert in the sixth round, Tom Brady potentially in the double digit rounds. So I'm not going to try to reach and get a quarterback early when I can load up on my running backs, wide receivers, and then get a quarterback that's really solid later in the draft. Moving on to the Kansas City Chiefs weapons, they have my number one wide receiver and my number one tight end for fantasy this year. So obviously that's Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And in 2021, Tyreek Hill really took a big step forward in terms of his consistency. He was always a guy that had that really huge ceiling. You know, he's a big play guy. He's going to break off, a, you know, an 80-yard reception, and he can really help you win a week. But last year, he really added a solid floor to his game, and so that's really why I have him here at that number one slot. And right now, for me, he's a late first-round pick. Moving on to Travis Kelsey, he is the clear number one tight end for fantasy. I really don't think there's much argument for anyone else. I mean, some people might say Darren Waller or George Kittle, but I mean, what has Travis Kelsey done to not deserve that number one slot? I think you got to put him here. And he would have been the wide receiver three if he didn't have that tight end label. And so even though you're going to see Tyreek Hill score more points per game than Travis Kelsey, I would still be drafting Travis Kelsey over Hill 100% of the time because of that positional advantage that Travis Kelsey comes with. Moving on to the run game, I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a current buy at his ADP right now. He's going late in the second round. And so if I could start my draft with, you know, the one, two, or three pick, and I'm getting either C-Mac, Delvin Cook, or Derrick Henry, and then I can follow up with CEH as my second running back, I'd feel super confident in that start. I want to lock down those running backs early, and having CEH as my running back too is something I'd be very confident in. I expect him to improve on his 2020 season, and you got to look at those first couple weeks before Le'Veon Bell got there. He was getting a lot of volume, and he was producing, and so I really think he's going to be a solid player in 2021. I know some people are really confident in McCole Hardman this year, but I'm really just not seeing it. The last two years, the Chiefs' number two wide receiver hasn't scored over eight half-point PPR points per game. And so when I'm looking at their lineup, if McCole Hardman wasn't able to outproduce Sammy Watkins last year, who wasn't fantasy relevant, I don't understand why he's now going to be someone that you actually want to start in your lineup. 
The only reason I could see him being a solid pick would be for best ball because he is going to have those high ceiling games. But last year, he also barely outproduced Demarcus Robinson. So I think if anything is going to change, if you're high on Nicole Hardman getting some extra work because Watkins is gone, what I really think is going to happen is that Hardman and Demarcus Robinson are just going to see a little bit of bump in their receiving stats but I just don't think it's something that's going to be enough for you to actually want to be starting Hardman in your lineup. I would much rather take guys like Marvin Jones, Cole Beasley, and Rashad Bateman, and all those guys are going at least around after McCole Hardman. All right, that's going to wrap up the Chiefs. Let's move on to the Los Angeles Chargers, and I'm a huge fan of all the Chargers stars this year for fantasy football. I think Justin Herbert is going to have an absolutely huge year. He already had one of the best rookie quarterback seasons of all time. And then the Chargers went out and they totally rebuilt that offensive line. So Herbert went out there and dominated with a pretty awful offensive line. And now you have an upgrade at three different positions. I just think his ceiling is way up there. And he's a guy that I'm definitely going to be looking at after those kind of top tier quarterbacks go off the board. So your Patrick Mahomes, your Kyler Murray, and your Josh Allens. And just like I'm feeling confident with Justin Herbert, I'm feeling equally as confident in his number one weapon, Keenan Allen, who I think is locked in as a solid wide receiver one, as long as him and Justin Herbert stay healthy. He's going to be a target machine on this offense and is currently going in the middle of the third round, which is an ADP that I'm going to be smashing. If I can start off my draft with two top running backs and then add Keenan Allen as my wide receiver one in the third round, I mean, that would just be a dream start for me. And so Keenan Allen is definitely a guy I'm going to be looking at, especially if he somehow stays in that third round. Another guy on this Chargers offense I'm very excited for in 2021 is going to be Austin Eckler. I think he should be a first round pick this year, but he's currently going in the second round. So there's definitely some value there. And if he can stay healthy, I really don't see a reason why he can't rush for 800 plus yards while also seeing 100 targets. So he's going to be an absolute dual threat monster at the running back position. And that's something I really like to see. All your top guys are going to be that dual threat with the exception of Derrick Henry because he's just built different. But your McCaffrey's, Delvin Cook, Saquon, Kamara, they all have a ton of receiving upside. And so if everything comes together for Eckler, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a top five finish similar to what he did in 2019. And like I mentioned earlier, with all the offensive line changes, that's only going to assist Eckler. And I think it's just going to help him improve in that touchdown department, which was really the only thing that was lacking last season. I just talked about Jared Cook in my late round tight end video that I posted a couple days ago, but he's a guy that I definitely think can be a solid tight end play if he can find his role in that offense. I think he's a solid red zone threat. And besides Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, in terms of receivers and tight ends, I think that number three role is just up for grabs. And so I do think Jared Cook can come in and be an under the radar tight end play this year. Now let's get into the Las Vegas Raiders. And if I'm being honest, the Raiders are not a team that I'm going to have a ton of players from. If I look at the quarterback position, I don't think Derek Carr has enough weapons to really be someone you feel confident starting, unless it's a super flex league where you're playing two quarterbacks in your lineup. And then at running back, I'm really not confident in Josh Jacobs. I really think he's a guy who scored the majority of his points through volume and touchdowns. And now you bring in Kenyon Drake, which really just muddies the water in that backfield. At the very least, Kenyon Drake is going to cut into Jacobs' receiving work. 
And I think he's also going to come in and lower his carries and touchdown opportunity. I'm not buying into the narrative that Kenyon Drake is just going to sit out in the slot the entire game. He's definitely going to be getting some carries. And that's the last thing you want to hear if you're a Josh Jacobs owner, because he's a guy that already struggles to get a ton of yardage and work in the receiving game. And so now you have someone in that's going to be taking his touches and really minimize his receiving role. So Josh Jacobs is just not a guy that I'm going to be buying into especially at his early fourth round ADP. And I didn't even mention that that offensive line is just not going to be good at all. So Josh Jacobs, just way too many red flags for me to want to be targeting him. I actually do think Kenyon Drake could be a little bit of a value play going as running back 41, but without a Josh Jacobs injury, I just can't see myself confidently putting him into my starting lineup. But he's definitely a guy that has high-end running back three value and potentially low-end running back two. If something were to happen to Jacobs, you have seen him be successful as a starting running back. So he does have that going for him. In terms of pass catchers in that Raiders offense, Darren Waller is the clear number one weapon. I've talked about him a lot, and he's a player that I honestly continue to feel better about going into the 2021 season. He keeps creeping up my overall rankings, so I definitely like him for 2021. But other than Waller, you can kind of think about taking a late round shot at Henry Ruggs or John Brown, really whatever guy in that Raiders wide receiver room you think has a shot at breaking out as the number one but I don't really have much confidence in either of those guys. Kind of like what I talked about with the Jets in my last video, I think it could be a situation where you just have a ton of receivers that are getting like 700 yards and none of them end up being successful fantasy plays for you. I do think that's a big possibility here with the Raiders. All right, here we are at the last team in the AFC West, the Denver Broncos. And the Broncos have been looking at quarterback options all off season. They really have not been hiding it. And if they somehow land a guy like Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers, who they've been rumored to be interested in both of those guys, their entire offensive outlook would drastically change. But right now, we've got to be looking at Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater being their starting quarterback. Neither of those guys are exciting options for fantasy football. And even though I like the talent that the Broncos have at wide receiver, you've got Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. You have a bunch of solid guys in that wide receiver room, but I just don't think I'm going to be buying heavily into those wide receivers. If they did go out and acquire one of those top quarterbacks, I would totally switch my opinion and be all in on Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy for 2021. But right now, I just don't feel good about a team that averaged only 216 pass yards per game last year in 2020. I just don't feel confident in that offense supporting multiple receivers. And really the same thing applies to Noah Fant. I would much rather take a shot on a tight end later in the draft than spend an eighth round pick on Noah Fant when I think I could be getting some depth at wide receiver or running back. And to continue the trend of not feeling confident in Broncos weapons, I'm pretty hesitant to draft either of their running backs. They showed last year that they're fine using a running back committee, which is not ideal for fantasy. That is not what you want to see. And with Melvin Gordon in his contract year and Javante Williams being a rookie, I honestly expect a pretty solid split between the two. I think they're going to ease Javante Williams into that role. And they also don't really feel obligated to give Melvin Gordon that full workload. But I think it's really going to be a pretty even split. And that's not something I want to be involved in. And then along with that split of carries, the Broncos haven't shown any willingness to involve their running backs in the passing game. So that's another downside for those running backs. And then also, I'm just not expecting this Broncos offense to be a high scoring offense. 
And so with split carries, limited work in the receiving game, and then not a lot of touchdown opportunities, it really just leads to me fading both Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams for 2021. All right, that is going to wrap it up for my AFC West breakdown. We went through the Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, and the Broncos. If you guys enjoyed the video, please leave a like and subscribe. I would really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. I'll see you guys tomorrow.